Excuse me if I drink water. I came with a great expectation this morning for this one thing. Miracles. So, I say that to say this. A miracle, it's an intervention of the power of God. It's supernatural. That means it, it, it's not a work of man. It's a, a divine work of God. A supernatural work of God. It interrupts the natural with God's supernatural. So, if you came in need of a miracle, I pray in the name of Jesus, the name that is above all names, that as you've come, you open up your heart. That means you engage. That means you heed and you hearken. And as you do, you will not be denied of that supernatural intervention that you need in your life this morning. You've come to the right place. And all you need to do is engage. So go ahead and tell your neighbor this is not the day. Tell your phone, I don't care who alerts me. If they ain't here with me, I don't need to answer nothing. Because I'm about to get my miracle. You stepped into a supernatural zone. Not necessarily when you stepped in here, when you turned on Bamwood. Because that whole street is anointed. That's why people get gravitated to this house. Like my friends back there. It's been six weeks. Seven weeks. Never been the same. We're in a tent. Got rid of the tent. Have been working. I was here on Friday and my brother was working here and he spent a, a time testifying of radical transformation from drugs to living in a tent to having nothing encountered the presence of God. Blindfolds came off. It changed his story. That's what Jesus does. He changes your story. Never been the same. Never gone back. Never not planning. About to get married. That's the, the power of God is real. I want you to say that the power of God is real. And God is not a respecter of people. What he does for one, he can do for the other. But a lot of times one receives and one doesn't because they don't do the same thing. But when you make up your mind, I'm in it to win it. And you get serious and you won't be denied. Amen. So I, I, I came pressing in for you. It's been a great month. Today marks the end of the 21 days of prayer and fasting. And we're not at the same level we started this year. <laughs> Do y'all feel that way? <laughs> I feel that way. For myself, for this ministry, and for you. Amen. 
There's a lot of things, you know, the, as, as I was coming out here, the Lord said, we need to do um, a, 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 a <laughs> we need to take a week bi-monthly to pray together as a congregation. We've been for 21 days. We've been. How, how many of you joined us for our corporate prayer? We need to take a week to pray together. I mean, we're coming in the days this house is going to be open every day. Yeah. And then take three days of spiritual emphasis. That means come in Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and just charge up. Holy Ghost, charge up. Who likes that? <laughs> Some of you are like, oh boy. But you know, God is preparing this church. Amen. And we're living in the greatest days. The greatest days of the church. I believe that the, the, the church, the generation that's going to usher in the Lord Jesus. And because we know the truth that Jesus is coming back for a glorious church. We know that God is beautifying his church. There's a, a separation that started about three years ago of his church, of the wheat and the tares. What is real and what is not real. But I'm looking at a people that God has preserved for himself for such a time as this. How many of you are that people? Amen. And so you're in for the greatest days of your life. The golden, Bishop Oyedebo calls this a golden era of the church hallelujah the latter shall be greater than the former the latter shall be great the latter glory shall be greater than the former so it's amazing to see everything that God has done even before even in the old testament but yet for the Lord to say it doesn't compare to that which is coming it doesn't compare to that which is ahead and we are a part of that. Amen. That's good news for you. That's good news for your family. You are on the winning side. So no matter what takes place from now on, we've seen some unprecedented times here on this earth. And I'm, I know it's not over. But I know that we're seeing the greatest awakening that we've ever seen for the glory of God. So no matter what happens, say no matter what happens, I'm on the winning side. And I know that I win. I'm not going under. I'm going over. Hallelujah. Now when the trumpet blows, that ain't none of my business. We're out. Amen. We ain't staying for no tribulation, none of that. No. So I don't got to save up, fill up my pantry or anything like that. Amen. We're going. Say, we're, we're going. Hallelujah. I want you to turn your Bibles to the book of Romans, chapter 8. I'm going to continue. It seems like last Sunday was a month ago. And I mean, we've been here every day. But it feels like I haven't seen it. Like, uh, it's been a month or so since I've been here. I don't know why. It doesn't come fast enough, brother. It's like, you know. And so I'm going to continue on effective prayer. 
I want you to turn your eyes to Romans. I'm telling you, something good is going to happen today. I feel it in my bones. I feel it in my spirit. Some, I, 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 it's begun already. Even when we were worshiping. Something happens when you magnify the Lord. You So there's a lot of great worship songs, but when you, you sing songs that magnify him, he just shows up. And when, and when you magnify him, he just is, is, the, is the cheapest and easiest way to enter into the presence of God. Magnifying his name. And when he shows up, powerful things happen. And I can see it. That powerful things already, as we were magnifying the Lord, I could see the rain of heaven come upon some people. I, I could, I could liter, literally see that in the spirit. And there will be fruit. Because I'm not about things that shake and make people tremble and then there's no fruit. But there'll be lasting fruit. Transformation, transfiguration that will take place in the lives of people for the glory of God. Hallelujah. In Romans 8, let's start at 31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but deliver him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Somebody shout all things. What does all things mean? everything. So I began sharing with you on effective prayers. Kenneth Hagin said this, he said, if you are not expecting anything when you pray, there is no need to pray. So when you pray, you should expect results. And I pray that as you receive this in your heart, the last unanswered prayer you have will be the last answer prayer you ever have. Because God, the Bible says that all men comes to God, all flesh comes to God because he hears and he answers prayer. The Bible says that the ears of the righteous are open to, the, the, uh, are, uh, the, the, the ears of the Lord are open to the prayers of the righteous. If you weren't here Sunday night, I want you to go back and listen to it because there are things that hinder your prayer life. There are things that hinder your prayer life. So go back and listen to that so that that won't be your story. And then you blame it on God. Or you think that God just, you know, changes mind about you. But there are things that will hinder your prayer life. I'm not going to get into that today. You can go ahead and go back and listen to last Sunday night, which is powerful. But God is a God who answers prayers. And he's not a teaser. There's no shadow of turning with him. Christ Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's a psalm that says that God leans over to hear the prayers of his people. 
Imagine that. He leans over. He's attentive to hear the prayers of his people. I began to share with you last week that you, your prayers must be heartfelt. The effectual, continual, fervent prayer of a righteous man, a righteous woman, availed much. James 5. Makes tremendous power. Dynamic and it's working. A prayer that is heartfelt carries dynamite Holy Ghost power. I always say that, and I always picture like this. When we're praying, we're putting explosive dynamite power over whatever it is we're bringing before the Lord. And it just blows it up into the right direction or into the shape that it needs to be. So it has to be heartfelt. When you look for me, Jeremiah 29, and you search for me with all your heart, you will find me. So it has to be a heartfelt. The altar of prayer has to be a wholehearted engaging in whom you are acknowledging. That's why it's so important that when you pray, you engage, you focus, you're approaching the throne. Come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain help and mercy, grace to empower you to do what needs to be done when you need it at the time that you need it. Come boldly. That means with confidence, not cowardly, not like insecure, not like scared or wondering if God hurt you. Come boldly with confidence. I am a son of God. I am a daughter of God. I stand before God without any sense of guilt or inferiority. He's changed my life. He's washed me in his blood. He's forgiven me. I'm free to come before my father's presence. Come boldly not beggarly for what to obtain that's approach the throne you got VIP and you acting like you ain't got rights that's why it's so important to know what belongs to you to know what has freely been given to you all of us that are born again believers, we have this privilege to be able to approach the throne of God and talk to our father directly. Ain't no phone a friend or go to a priest. You have direct access. You don't even have to go through me. You have direct access. I'm going to say direct access to the throne to go to the altar. You got a direct line to heaven. By the Holy Ghost. He who speaks in an unknown tongue. Speaking not unto men but unto God. A direct line. To the creator of heaven and earth. A direct line. 
to your maker. A direct line to the author and finisher of your faith. The one that knows the end to the beginning and everything in between. Hallelujah. A direct line. Say a direct line. She sounds good back there, whoever that is. <laughs> Say there's power in prayer. But it must be heartfelt. Say heartfelt. In John 16, turn there. Praise the Lord. Somebody's leaving out of here with the change of story. I'm telling you. I am telling you. John 16, 23. Don't miss tonight. Praise the Lord. So, it must be heartfelt. John 16. Beginning in verse 23, if you found it, say amen. If not, say wait for me. It says, Jesus speaking, and in that day, ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, I will give it to you. So the second thing I said, and I love this because you know how many, how many messages I got and said, thank you. It helped me so much. A lot of people don't know who to pray to. They've been in church all their years. They're still praying to Jesus. They pray to the Holy Spirit. They pray to other things. But the Bible says, pray to the Father. In prayer, we approach the Father. Say the Father. Jesus said... In that day, which that day is the day we're living in now. Are you with me? Ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father. In my name, he says, he will give it to you. Jesus didn't say him. He said, he, the Father. You go to the Father. Go in my name, and he will give it to you. So we must pray to the Father. When Jesus taught his disciples and then I asked him, teach us how to pray, he said, pray thou, thou Father which are in heaven. So that was not a New Testament prayer. That was a model of prayer. That's why we don't just pray that prayer. But if you study it, it's just a model. You approach the Father, thou Father which are in heaven. That means you are in family, not in religion. You are born again, and he is your father. You are in the family. You are a son, you are a daughter, and you're approaching your father. So you pray to the father. And it's in the days that we are living in now. Say the father. So, then he said, pray to the Father 
in, the, in my name. What name is that? Jesus. Shout that name like you know that name. Jesus. Jesus. Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name. That's the master key. The name of Jesus. We go to the Father in the name of Jesus. And he said, my Father will give you whatsoever. Then in 24, it says, Heither too have you asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. That your joy may be full. And then in 25, it says, These things I have spoken unto you in Proverbs. But the time cometh when I shall no more speak unto you in a proverb, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. He said, At that day ye shall ask in my name, and I say unto you that I will pray the Father for you. I will pray the Father for you. So, there is power in the name of Jesus. There's what in the name of Jesus? So much power. There is so much power in the name of Jesus. In John 14, 12, let's look at that. Hallelujah. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Verse 13 says, And whatsoever, say whatsoever. I need you to get that in your spirit. Whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, in my name, that will I do? That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything, say anything. Get that in your spirit. Anything in my name, I will do it. There is power in the name of Jesus. So he said, in my name, he will give it to you. And what name is that? Jesus. Why? Because we have power of attorney of the name of Jesus. We have the legal right and written authority in the name of Jesus. And Satan is terrified of that name. Because there's power in the name. You can read in Colossians 2. Before I go on. Let's, let's, let's read this. Hallelujah. It says, talks about Christ's all-sufficiency. Oh, this is just too good not to read it all. Hallelujah. Well, let's start in verse 6. Colossians 2, 6. And now, 
Just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built up on, on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking and from spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. For in Christ, say in Christ, lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head of every ruler and authority. When you came to Christ, how many of you came to Christ when you accepted him? You were circumcised, but not by a physical procedure. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision. The cutting away of your sinful nature. For you were buried with Christ. Buried? Buried. When you were baptized. And with him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. We were crucified with Christ and we have been risen to new life in Christ. And now we've been given that legal authority over that name, the power of attorney to use that name. And by the name, what Jesus seen in his life, we get to see it in our lives. You were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ for he forgave all your sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing on the cross. It's like, you know, you have all these warrants and this record. And then all of a sudden, somebody hit that delete button. So that means it's canceled. There's no record of it. You did nothing. There's, so if you did nothing, there's no charge against you. There's no penalty. I, and, and literally, so, that happened to some people here. <laughs> literally. It did. God can do anything. Amen. But you had a charge against you because of our sin. But Jesus Christ nailed that charge to the cross when he died on the cross, canceling and blotting out everything against us. So he hit delete. There's no record. And, and see, I know computers have backup systems, but the kingdom of God don't have a backup system. What God, Christ deleted on the cross and canceled in your life, there is no backup. There is no record. It's been blooded out. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed in the name of Jesus. You can be like the apostle Paul that whenever, because he was the worst of the worst. And then he was persecuting Christians, chasing them, uh, consenting their death and this and that. But when he had an encounter with Jesus, my God, his whole life turned around. The light of Jesus knocked him off his horse. He got up with scales on his eyes. Now when the scales fell off, he had a new order of life, a new way of life and a change of life. But people would keep this in mind. People were still scared of him. Just like some people still question you. They know you. You say you change. They know you say you ain't that guy that you used to be anymore. But they're wondering. I don't know. Let's see. Uh. 
But then they realize, you know, they back away from you because that happened to my husband. They didn't believe he changed. You know, and there, there was enemies. There was beef between people and stuff like that. Beef is like, you know, it's like a slang word for like, <laughs> we got something against each other. <laughs> but then these people that had beef with each other and were like enemies, like brutal enemies. They, my husband changed his life. But they still question him because they were, will be invited to church. And they're like, oh, no, 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 The last time we seen each other, we, we, it was not good. We had lay, hands laid on each other, but they weren't holy hands. They were this kind of hands. <laughs> and so we got to, we got, I don't know about that. I don't know about G. I don't know about G money. <laughs> big G. They call him Big G. <laughs> now he's acquainted with the big G, God. Hallelujah. Well, that's what Pastor Rodney said. So <laughs> I took that from him. And so, you know, it came, came and it's like, whoa. And they came and then, like, complete enemies. And they came and my husband, you know, he was saved until he, it was proved. He had to, you know, be tested. Am I really saved? Because when I see somebody, I didn't, you know. And that person came to church and, and my husband was like, ooh. I know I'm not the same person, but I got to make sure that everything is right. And that other person the same way, like service finish and deuces, I got to go running to his truck like, let's get out of here. But then my husband was truly changed. So my husband went, hey, 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 let's talk. Come here, you know, and, 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 and made peace, you know, it had something to do with the, the twin brother and stuff like that. And said, look, I lost a brother, but I gained one. Welcome to the, you know, to the family of we're brothers. Let's expand the kingdom of God together. Both pastoring. Hallelujah. And so, the, the, you know, the Apostle Paul, they were, they, were, they were scared of him. They knew he changed, but man, they, were, they wondered, like, is this for real? And even when Jesus spoke to Ananias to go pray for him that he received the Holy Spirit and his sight back. But he said, but Lord, isn't this the Paul that, isn't this the Paul that was like consenting for our death and chasing us and all this? And, 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 and the Lord said, I have chosen him. I have chosen him and I have equipped him to, you know, to, to, you know, bring glory to my name and to set the captives free. And I mean, we talk a lot about the apostle Paul, but Ananias had to have faith, right? It's like, uh, I gotta go, I gotta go pray for this guy. Dang, you know? And so, so, you know, the, and, and so he did, and, and you know the story, but the people were still saying, aren't you the one that persecuted Christians? Aren't you the one, you know, aren't you the one that did this? Aren't you the one that did this? And I love what the Apostle Paul said because he had gotten a revelation that whom the sun sets free is free indeed. That everything in, has, had been canceled out in his life. And he said this, he says, I wrong no man. <laughs> I wrong no man. He said, I don't know who you're talking about. He never, not denied what his past, but he had gotten a revelation. He had received insight that that person is dead. He's the same one. He's the, the apostle Paul, the revelator. He's the one that said, I've been crucified with Christ. It's not I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. And this life that I now live, I live it having faith in the son of God who loved me and who gave himself up for me. So he's like, that Paul's dead. Have you died to your old life? 
Hey. Because you want to live the new life, but you got to die completely. God will help you die. I know it sounds brutal, but you know, the old life. The old life. God wants you to start living this empowered life. And benefit from the name that has been given unto us. And experience everything that it brings to this life. The Bible says in John 10, Satan comes but to kill, steal, and destroy. Destruction is his final destination for you. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it in abundance to the full, to it overflows with my kind of life. That is a free life. That is a, a, a free life. Like you've never known it. That's an energized life. That's an empowered life. That's an overcoming life. That's a conquering life. Hallelujah. How many of you love the free life you have in Christ? How many of you are thankful for the life that you have in Christ? How many of you made up are convinced, I won't trade this for nothing? No glamour, no glitter, nothing in this world shall be able to separate me from the love of God. I am convinced. Sold out. Amen. So, it says... He canceled the record of charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. 15, in this way, he disarmed. Disarmed. Somebody say disarmed. disarmed. Or he stripped off. If I have a weapon and somebody, and, 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 and somebody comes and takes it away from me, that means I've been disarmed. I don't have the defense. It's been stripped off of me. It's been taken from me. And that's what Jesus did to Satan. He disarmed him and stripped him of his power against you. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities, every demonic force. He shamed them publicly. Oh, I love my God. He'll make a mockery. He made a mockery over the devil. And he'll make a mockery over everything that comes against you. If you stay on the right side. He shamed them publicly. How did he do that? By his victory over them on the cross. See, Satan thought he had Jesus. Little did he know. The scripture was written unless the seed is it's sown in the ground and dies that it remains alone but if it dies it brings forth much fruit and and when Jesus became that seed that died on the cross and was buried when he resurrected he didn't only resurrected one he resurrected many saviors <laughs> we are that harvest that resulted of that seed dying into the ground and then the <laughs> Satan thought, what the hell? <laughs> Literally. Made a mockery over him. That's why the greater works. Because Jesus is everywhere. He lives in us. And he's everywhere. We became carriers 
the temples of the Holy Spirit. That's what our bodies are carriers of the, of the temple. Of, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit, the presence of God. Hallelujah. So he disarmed him. That's why the Bible says in 1 John 3, 8, for this reason was the Son of God manifested to destroy, destroy the works of the devil. That's why don't ever, as a son of God, as a daughter of God, find yourself saying, the devil made me do something. Stop blaming the devil and take responsibility. The devil can't make you do nothing. Get it out of your, your mouth. He's asking why you're blaming him. The devil don't make you do nothing. He has no power over you. It's all about taking the responsibility of becoming everything that God has called us to be. And receiving everything that God has given us to be. And he's given us the power of attorney of his name to put every devil to flight. By the name of Jesus. Somebody shout Jesus. Jesus. Somebody's getting the miracle. Philippians 2. Praise the Lord. I haven't even started. But what's the rush, right? I know when to stop. And I'm going to pray for people today in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, there is healing in the name. There is freedom in the name. There is life in the name of Jesus. In Philippians 2, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not a robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, say wherefore, God also had highly exalted him. And given him a name which is above every name. God gave him a name which is above every name. It's so important for you to get that. God gave, you, gave him the name that is above every name. And you have a legal right to use the name of Jesus. Jesus himself said, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will do it for you. 
So it's the power and the master key is in the name of Jesus. We ask. We come to the Father in the name of Jesus. That at the name or at the sound of the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The name of Jesus, somebody shout Jesus, Jesus. is the name above every name. That means the name of Jesus is above cancer. The name of Jesus is above high blood pressure. The name of Jesus is above poverty. The name of Jesus is upon addiction. The name of Jesus is above every name. That at the sound of the name of Jesus, every other name, if it has a name, has to bow in Jesus' mighty name. That name is powerful. And we have power of attorney, which means the legal and written authority to transact business for another. And he has given us that legal right. Let me give you this example. One may be a general agent to represent another in all of his business or a special agent who is authorized to do some specific work or transact some special business. The agent can act with all authority within the, business, within the bounds of the legal authorization as much as the one who gave him this authority. We are those special agents. The Bible says that we are ambassadors of Christ. We are representatives of Christ. And we can come in the name of Jesus. And that name come, carries authority and backs up everything that the name backs up. All believers. How many believers are here this morning? This is what the Dake said. All believers have full, legal, redemptive, gospel, blood-bought, promised, and family rights to use the name of Jesus. Amen. Say, I have a blood-bought right because of the blood of Jesus. I have a family right because he's my father. I have a redemptive right. I have a gospel right. I have a promise right to use the name of Jesus. If you believe that, I want you to say amen. amen. What is in the name? There is, let me give you a few things, just a few things. There's salvation in the name. You know the beautiful thing about it? Is that if that name can save you from eternal hell and wash your sin away, what else can that name do for you? Don't limit 
the power of the name to salvation. There is salvation in the name of Jesus. Whosoever, no matter who you are, where you come from, what race, what level of education, what you did last night, whosoever, call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Matthew 121 says, and she shall bring forth a son, speaking of Mary, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. There is salvation in the name. His name shall be called Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. We've experienced that. And 118 people experienced that. The power of that name. This Saturday. Hallelujah. No one can do you like the name of Jesus. How can God take somebody like you and I and turn their lives around? There is salvation in the name of Jesus. Acts 4.12, it says, there is salvation in no one else. I don't care what Oprah says. I don't care what celebrities say. I don't care what messed up people say. That you can be saved through being, you can't even be, you can be a good person and go to hell. You can pay tithes and go to hell. Because I know well, there's celebrities that pay tithes. There's salvation only in one name. And that's the name of Jesus. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Acts 4.12. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except for me. So the only way to the Father is by the name. The name of Jesus. No other name. By what, by, by, that one should be saved. But the name of Jesus. There is salvation. There is new life. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus has the power to take somebody from darkness and translate them into light. If that name has the power to break the power of the devil over your life, imagine what else if you just grab a hold of that name. And I'm not talking about you using it like a little rabbit's tail hanging on a keychain. Hoping that it will bring you some kind of luck. Luck what? If you know that word luck comes from Lucifer. We don't believe in luck. We believe in the blessing of God. I'm lucky. You ain't lucky. You're blessed. Luck is like you might or might not. The blessing guarantees you. Abraham blessing is mine. I've been redeemed from the curse. So that... The blessing of Abraham can come upon me. No? You can hang all the garlics on your doorstep. You can, you know, rabbit's tail, ox tail, whatever tail. Get rid of all that. Wear them little red bracelets to keep the ojo away from What ojo? All that's witchcraft. Get it out of, get it away from you and put your faith in the name that is above every name. That at the sound of the name, somebody look at you cross-eyed that name hand 
it. I'm telling you because these things are becoming so common to Christians. If you're going to believe, believe all the way. If you're going to put your trust in the name, put it all the way. You think a little thing is going to protect you? It's the name that is above every name. That's how the enemy works. Now you can go to uh, below five and you, your, little, your little toddler can buy a witchy board. A little crystal ball. Oh, this is so cute. Yeah, until demons are rampant in your house and your child is confused. There's power in the name of Jesus to put every devil to flight. You might have not known this, but now you know. Don't put your faith in anything but the name. Don't put your faith in anything else but, but the word of God. Amen. Be careful what people put on you. Be careful what they sell you. And be, don't, don't have any form of conformity to that thing. You go to your aunt's house and she slips a little bracelet on your child. You better charge them. Don't be touching my kid. Don't be putting none of that in my child. I've seen that happen. Watch who watches your babies. Amen. I know, I know all these things. I want you to get your faith in the name. In the name. In the name that is above all names. There's, there's, there's salvation in the name. No one is too far gone. There's salvation in the name. There's baptism in the name. Matthew 28, 19, it says, Jesus said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. There's baptism in the name, new life. You die to the old and you resurrect to the new. There's a regeneration of life. That old person is dead. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. New life, new birth. Baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Not no longer born of man, but of God. That's why the Bible says, he who is born of God sin and not. Well, you mean we can live a, a, a sinless life? You can. The Bible says you can. But I thought we all trip and fall. I don't know about that. I used to be a sinner when I gave my life to Jesus. He forgave me and I repented of all my sin. Now I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Because John says, he, you know, he, that, that, that it says that he who is of God sinned not. Because the seed of God is in him. He's saying you can't. It's not in you. Because that seed, nature is not in you. Now if you trip... Not that you plant your trip because you made a decision to do this and that. No. If you're a habitual sinner, if you're just every day plotting or contemplating how you're going to sin, then you need to get saved. But he who is born again is not like, how am I going to wake up and sin today? 
You know? How, am, how, am I, how can I continue to live in sin? It's not in me anymore. Amen. Because the seed of God is in me. The spirit of God is in me and the spirit of God is holy. Hallelujah. It's holy. Sanctified. Set apart. It's not in me. And if I missed it, quick to repent. But not I'm sorry. Cry a little bit. And then go back to the same thing. No. Repent is turn away from it and never return back to the same thing again. Is this helping somebody? The name. Hallelujah. There is worship in the name. Matthew 18, 20, Jesus said, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. He's in the midst of us. He's here this morning. That's why I know today somebody's getting their miracle. We're, we're, we're congregating. We're assembling together. Worshiping him. Feasting upon him. Hallelujah. And he said we're two or three are gathered together in my name. In my name. I am in the midst of them. Therefore, powerful things. Say powerful things. Happen in the name of Jesus. Is this helping somebody? In 1 Corinthians 1.10, it says, I appeal to you, dear brothers and sisters, by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ, to live in harmony with each other. Let there be no division in the church. Rather, be of one mind, united through and purpose. The King James says, now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord. By the name of the Lord, we worship him. By the name of the Lord, we unite. By the name of the Lord, we come together. That ye shall speak to the same thing. Have unity. And that there be no division among you, but that you perfectly join together in the same mind and in the same judgment. That's what we do when we're worshiping him. One spirit, one mind, and one accord. Powerful things happen when you come together in the name of Jesus. Look at the day of Pentecost. They were all in one accord. And suddenly, a rushing mighty wind, the Holy Ghost fell upon them. Glory to God. Praise the name of the Lord. All believers have full legal redemptive gospel blood bought promise and family rights to use the name of Jesus in salvation, in baptism, in worship, and in good deeds. Everything that we do, good deeds. Mark 9, 41, Jesus said, For whosoever shall give you a cup of water to drink in my name, because ye belong to Christ, verily I say unto you, he shall not lose his reward. When you do things in the name of Jesus, even as to give somebody a cup of water, 
in the name of Jesus, Jesus said, surely that person will not lose the reward. Not to be seen, not to glorify yourself, but to glorify the name. Hallelujah. Somebody shout that name. Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. So we have a blood-bought, redemptive, family, gospel right to use the name. Salvation, baptism, worship, good deeds, and to combat, to fight. Fight. Mark 16, 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. You know devils are scared of you. And once you grab a hold of the name, they're not only be scared of you, they'll respect you and make way for you. Just don't play with the name. So we have a blood-bought right to combat. And these signs shall follow them that believe. How many believers are here? You notice it didn't say the fivefold ministry. It didn't say the pastor. It didn't say the teacher. It didn't say the prophet. It said these signs shall follow them that believe. Say, I am a believer. In my name, there it is, shall they cast out devils. We're supposed to resist him. He shouldn't have you in the run. You should put him to flight. The Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. He shall flee from you. I pray that as you grab a hold of the name that is above all names, the last time that the devil had you on the run will be the last time you ever run from him because you will begin to resist him and he will flee from you in Jesus' name. No more will he have you. Turn right, turn left. Devil what? Devil who? You hear people talk like that. Man, the devil attacked me. Man, the devil was dancing in my house. Really? Man, the devil's after my kids. Man, you hear people like that? Christians! Filled with the Holy Ghost! Talking about every, all the activity of the devil. They just don't have the knowledge of the name because if they did they will rise up with all the authority that Christ Jesus gave them and at the sound of the name every devil will be put to flight in the mighty name of Jesus you get your filthy hands off my children in the name you get out of my house in the name you get out of my body in the name you get out of my mind in the name get out of my finances in the name in the name of Jesus every knee shall bow in the name you're coming in the name say I'm coming in the name of Jesus it's so powerful 
And we have power of attorney over that name. Stop struggling and grab a hold of your authority in Christ Jesus. Look at, look at Luke 10. I'm telling you, this is going to be a different year. This is going to be, it's already. Already. You're going to be casting out every devil. And you're going to recognize him. Because, you know, he comes even in the form of a thought. That's his main tactic. Let me just get this person to think. Let me just sow that seed. And you bought the lie. And now you gave him real estate in your mind and in your house. Now you became his captive. Because all he, see, he has no power and authority and he knows that. So he has to find a way to get you to give him ground. And we give him ground when we, this is the battlefield right here. Let me just sow a seed of unbelief. Let me sow a seed of insecurity. Let me sow a seed of, of negativity. That's why the Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds, casting down every vain imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That means anything that is in your head that exalts itself against what God has said, you have the power in the name of Jesus to demolish everything against the word of God. Because if you don't, See, things don't just happen. You don't wait, make adultery by accident or commit adultery by accident. You don't wake up in somebody else's bed. How did I get here? I wonder. Darn devil. How did I? Man, I didn't mean to, you know, rob somebody. Man, I didn't mean to go back to my old way. How did I end up here? Oh, the devil made me do it. Or he, you know. No, 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 no. Can I tell you, if you trace back every, every bad place you find yourself, you entertain the thought. And what happened, you, you, you allowed it. You didn't demolish it. You, you entertained it. So that became a stronghold. It, 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 the word stronghold that the Bible talks about, it's like a castle. Real estate made it home in you and from that little thought that you refuse to demolish that's why do not play that's why do not be cute that's why anything that is not of God it might feel good to the body and and the, the lust of the flesh you know but immediately open your mouth and say in the name of Jesus you lying devil I seen you destroy my life and but Jesus set me free and whom the sun sets free is free indeed and I refuse to go back into slavery even the apostle Peter said, now that you've been set free, make sure you stay free. And so now I'm exposing the tactics of the enemy so that you don't become his lunch. You're a giant slayer. You're not a, the devil's lunch. And so now, he be, you, you, it, through that thought, listen, the power of the mind. 
Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye being transformed. Be ye being transformed. Being being transformed means changing form, means being transfigured. You don't look the same. You don't act the same. That's not who you are. You're ever changing. You're beholding the glory of God, and you are ever going from glory to glory, from strength to strength, victory to victory, and faith to faith. You're looking more like your father. Not only you see it, but everybody around you sees it. You walk in victory. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory. Just know that part. That's. Jocelyn, don't look down. Come here, girl. I know this girl knows it. Praise the Lord. I feel that song. Victory is mine, victory is mine, victory today is mine. I told Satan, get thee behind, victory today is mine. Victory is mine, victory is mine, victory today is mine. I told Satan, get thee behind. Victory today is mine. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. In Christ Jesus. One translation says overwhelming victory is mine. Victory over all the works of the devil. In my life, in my home, in my body, over my children over the purpose of God, over my life, victory is mine in Christ Jesus. I told you to turn somewhere quickly, quickly. Luke 10. And I'll, and, I'll, and I'll put a stop right here. It says, after these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place whither he himself would come. In verse 9, it says, and this is verse 8. And in whatsoever city you enter and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you. Verse 9. And heal the sick that are therein and say unto them, the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. Well, the kingdom of God came in power and in demonstration. Hear me out. Listen to this. Because God wants to do something in you. Don't miss it. 
In verse 17 says, and, he, and the 70 return again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. They were rejoicing. Even the devils were subject to us through your name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as a lightning fall from heaven. Jesus said, I, I mean, duh. <laughs> of course they are subject to your name. Because I seen Satan fall like a lightning from heaven. He said, behold. Look. Hearken. Heed. I give unto you power. I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Scorpions and serpents are just defining the devil rank of demonic power. They're not all the same. There's different ranks. But Jesus said, I give you power. It don't matter if they have different ranks. There's higher, there's lower, there's levels, different levels. I don't care. I give unto you power. To tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. All the power of the enemy. All the power of the enemy. Jesus stripped him of his power. Disarmed him. Made a shame of him. And he said, behold, now I give unto you power. Not over some. Over all. Serpents, scorpions over all the power of the enemy. And nothing. Mm, nothing. Shall by any means hurt you. That means every work of the devil. If God didn't put it on you, it doesn't belong in your body. That means that the name of Jesus Christ can put an end to every work of the devil in your life. Sickness is not of God. It doesn't belong in your body. Suicide thoughts is not of God. It doesn't belong in your body. Depression is not of God. It doesn't belong in your body. Repetitive failure is not of God. It doesn't belong in your body. Addictions don't belong in your body. And God has given us power over all the works of the devil. And I pray that if there is anything in your life that did not come from God, as you keep your eyes on Jesus today, in the name of Jesus, there will be a demolishing of every and any work of the devil against your life. In the name of Jesus. Worship team, come up here because there's some people about to get free. There's some people about to get healed. There's some people that are about to get free. Free.
They've been in a rut. They've been, they, 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 they've been putting up with this thing for a while already. But today, I believe faith has arisen, And today marks an end to any harassment of the devil. Anything that is taking your ease. Anything that is taking your peace. If you only believe today will be the last day you ever deal with that thing. That's what, that's what the power of love is. A place where healing rivers flow. And I came charged up. I did. I came charged up. And I know you've received. I think I did a, a good job by the help of the Holy Spirit getting this word over to you. Amen. And guess what the Lord is going to do? He's about to confirm some things over your life right now. I know that. We're going to pray. Bow your heads. Victory is mine, victory is mine, victory is dun, dun, dun. I know nobody likes to struggle. I know nobody likes to hurt. I've been there. I don't care how old you are. The Bible says with long life, and that long life God talks about is a healthy, strong life. Will he satisfy you and show you his salvation? The life of struggle will come to an end today. Marriage struggle, children struggle, family struggle, business struggle, mind struggle. He'll put an end to every form of mental anything. You might have said, I made a decision that cost me to be the way I am. God is merciful. He's a merciful God. And he will fix it today. He's, he's a fixer-upper. He's not a fixer-downer. Your life should get sweeter. Your life in Christ should get sweeter. Amen. Because that was the life of Jesus. Greater work shall you do because I go unto the Father. And he's given us a name to be able to see that. Now, if you believe what you have heard and you act in faith, today will be your day of release. Today will be your day of victory.